0: This is recording.
1: I don't know if it is or not.
0: Yeah, it is. But, you know, we're on this... (laughs) It's always
1: a little bit of a Russian roulette.
0: Yeah, it is. It's so funny. Uh, Jill and I, when we were recording Brett and Chalene, um, we were in this ho- hospital, a hotel place, and this guy had the same recording m- equipment we did. I was like, oh my gosh, we have that, but I don't know how to use it. So <laughs> the guy showed me how to use it without like plugging it into the computer and just some extra things that it does, not even extra, the actual things that it does. But yeah, anyway, we're here. We have managed to somehow get 120 episodes and not knowing what we're doing. So all I have to say to all you people who are waiting to know, you don't have to know anything except how to turn it on, plug it in turn it up and have some cool shit to say
1: (laughs) like that's the thing is like you know people will so I do want to bring up the fact that we have released a couple of episodes recently that we were kind of bummed that the audio sucked uh and I know we haven't talked about that yet but we released a couple episodes one with Rinelle Nelson and one with Jamie Eason unfortunately the audio isn't awesome we know that that matters a lot to you guys so we don't take that lightly um it just ended up that we did not have enough headphones so we ended up doing something where we can all talk at one time um hopefully for you guys the content is good enough that you will stick around that you listen to it we're always of course open to feedback we know that our only job <laughs> your like that thing your only job <laughs> your, is your audio. one job is your audio one job is to have good audio so we don't you know we know that you guys really want it to be top-notch and we're always trying to get better at that but also have some good shit to say we have so, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are not getting many downloads that have a lot more bells and whistles than our shit yes and they're not they're not getting downloads this is true so. this is true
0: So speaking of good shit to say, we wanted to, we started having a discussion. We have a discussion before the discussion about what we're going to talk about. We flesh it out. And uh, we, just some things that have come up personally and just that we've seen online and that we've seen from clients and people like you out there is, uh, I guess, the topic of like jealousy um, and uh, maybe other people's ND success. Comparison. Yeah. And other people's success in those things. Like, how do you deal with that? Stuff? Well,
1: I think it started because we were talking about unfollowing people. And this is one of the things that I love that you always say, which is, you know, if you're scrolling through your feed and you're constantly being triggered, I think it's okay to, as a first step, as like a 1.0 approach, to just unfollow people or, or mute them on your feed. I think that's totally fine. I think a 2.0 approach is what we're interested in talking about, which is, okay, figuring out why... You know, if it's not like, oh, this person's content doesn't interest me. Like, first of all, just so you guys know, I don't know if you've ever said this before, but you're in charge of your feed. Like, Mm -hmm. it's your responsibility. And with that said, you have no obligation to follow anybody. So don't feel bad if like you're like this is my kind of friend but like honestly I fucking hate their content. Like it's okay to unfollow them. Just be you can still be friends yep. outside of social media, but you can totally unfollow them. So, you know, if someone unfollows me, there's always that like in the back of your mind like I wonder what I did or I wonder what I said or I wonder what I wonder if they hate me. But in actuality, like they're just protecting their own feed and they're protecting what goes in their head. So to me, um, you're responsible for your feed. If you're constantly getting triggered, either you have to stop scrolling or you have to to curate your feed to be more in line with where you're at. So if it's a value system thing, like for example, if you don't like to see a lot of politics on your feed, cool, unfollow or mute or whatever, that's totally fine. If maybe you started following someone um, originally and now you're kind of not in that place anymore. So for example, if you were following a lot of competitors, I know both of us, Mm -hmm. followed a lot of competitors when we were competing. And now that content to me is just fucking boring. You know, someone's like, hey, just knocked out back and buys at the gym. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like it just doesn't, to me, it's not interesting anymore. And you actually have a story about that when you're trying to unfollow people on Facebook to open up more friends
0: on your Facebook list. Oh yeah. How I, how I unfollowed. (laughs) I, you know, you can only have 5,000 followers and you have to manually unfriend people or not followers, but friends. And I literally, because I was like, gosh, this is so tedious. I'm like scrolling and looking for people like, who don't I talk to? So I typed in the search IFBB. (laughs) And if literally, if their name had IFBB Pro in their name, I just unfollowed them. And I was like, that That cleared out like 20 people right away. It made yeah. it easy. <laughs> I love it. Because it's not that there's anything
1: wrong with that feed. It's just you're, maybe you're not there anymore. Yeah. Right? Maybe you followed a whole bunch of people when you're obsessed with eating and exercise. Yep. And then you're like, I'm just not there anymore. I'm just more moderate. I'm more balanced. This stuff is like, it's not only is it maybe triggering, but it's just boring. You know, so I think all that's fine. But if you're following someone who is a friend or a peer or someone you're in a mastermind with or something like that. And they're doing really well. And I, you know, one of the things that I tell my girls is like, you need to celebrate your wins online. Yes. That's really important. Perception is key. So don't hide that stuff, but it can also, and I think this is why we're scared to share it sometimes, it can potentially be triggering. So we want to talk about both sides of it. Yeah. We want to talk about how to share it without apology, And be excited and be grateful because that's a business move too, by the way, right? It's like, you know, it's the marketing around the marketing. And then also on the other side of it, when maybe you're feeling a little bit out of your power and you're seeing people who are just fucking killing it and they're doing the thing that you want to be
0: doing. That's, I think the key.
1: How do you handle it? I
0: want to start with the like celebrating. It's interesting, like, w- because we're in a place of being authentic and being vulnerable, we tend and we had seen all of the like the highlight reels and things that look so perfect. I think we've swung really hard the other way to just show the mess and to show what's not working and to show the behind the scenes, almost to the point where we're self deprecating that we don't show the wins. And I think it's really important that we still do show the wins. Um, I was telling Jill right before this, one of my good friends just got a pool put in her backyard and she was messaging me, not a lot, but she was messaging me just kind of complaining about the contractors and like the delays and the dirt and kind of the mess. And I didn't think too much of it. And then she messaged me a few days ago, sent me a picture of her beautiful pool in her yard and it looked amazing. And I was like, wow, this is so pretty. And she messaged me saying, I'm so sorry I was complaining. Um, I just realized that... Well, and I didn't think she was complaining, but she said she was complaining a lot about like the process and how hard it was because she realized that she felt like maybe she didn't deserve something nice and didn't want to show off and she had a a certain friend that when she mentioned the pool to the friend was kind of dismissive or almost like made her feel guilty for have like must be nice you guys can have a pool and so it kind of shut her up so she didn't want to like talk about how excited she was and so she said she appreciated me like being genuinely happy for her and excited for her and she is one person that does post a lot of the hard stuff and so I and she started to think that she had to almost just like, well, I work really hard. So this is why we could get a pool. And I, I do a lot of hard things and like my family deserves this. And I do find that we get to a point where we're almost trying so hard to be relatable with the hard things. But I think it's really important to also show the good things because I think it also gives, it's going to trigger some people. Sure. But I think it's also going to give people hope. And I was, uh, I did like one of those questions, uh, recently on Instagram too. And I said, should I show more of my boyfriend, Jeff? And a good handful of people said no. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, huh, I wonder why they would say no. And I think there's a lot of different reasons. But I started to think about, well, when I was single in the last year, there was one person that I followed who I knew went through the same thing as me. She was in a great relationship. And I remember looking at her posts thinking like she kind of gave me hope because you know you hear all these things like there's no good men out there and everybody sucks and like the dating apps are the worst and so I remember looking at her stuff and I was glad that she posted about her guy because it made me go okay look it's possible so I think it is really important that we don't um, keep putting ourselves down that we do share the wins even though you feel did you also have the opposite reaction when you were
1: single did people being in relationships trigger you at first
0: yeah like I've had all those spectrum and I think we all do too, right? I think um, when I was first uh, getting out of my relationship with my husband, I think people who were posting stuff about like, uh, like couple goals or like power couple, like hashtag power couple and talking about stuff like um, this is what's going to help you. Or I saw something about like a fair proofing your relationship. That kind of shit made me so mad, um, so yeah, like there were certain things like people acting like, or not acting, like people saying they were really happy or they're like happy two year anniversary. Of course I'd have those thoughts like, well, see what happens in six years. <laughs> see what happens in 10. Like, good luck. I definitely had those cynical thoughts. Um, but I don't think that means we should stop posting things that we're, I when agree. we're happy and we want to share Cause everybody, like I, I definitely also realize that's my own shit. So I think it is really important for us to share the good stuff, even though some people aren't going to like it. Yeah. Um, And they
1: might be like you and I were just in a different place. Yeah. You know, like I think for me, I more got triggered when I would see posts from people in relationships who were having like, like you said, more branded relationships as a couple, like couple, like they're branding their relationship and, and they're doing like relationship workshops. And I'm like, okay, but you've only been dating for six months. Mm -hmm. And you're now you're teaching other people how to have, mm-hmm. what, a six-month relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you teaching, actually? Mm-hmm. I'm much more... Uh desiring to learn from someone who's been married for 30 years. And it's funny cuz they're probably the least likely to do it. To post. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're like, I don't fucking know what what worked. I mean, we're just here. We're stuck with each other. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's it, I got more triggered by that when people are trying to use their relationship as like a business tactic. Mm-hmm. That was I think what kind of would trigger me too. But at the same in that same vein, I also and this is a, a nuanced thing that I want to bring up because this is important, I also didn't want that. Yeah. Too. I was also very much like, I actually don't want to have my relationship be part of my brand anymore. I had that already. So I could also separate it. Like for example, your friend with the pool, you probably, it was easier to be happy for because you don't want a, a house in suburbia with the pool. Right. Like that's fine. You know what I mean? So I think that maybe it's easier to not feel jealous or not feel envious or not compare yeah. when it's not something we actually want. Yeah.
0: And then that her friend who was jealous, who probably lived in like the same neighborhood or similar neighborhood felt like it was competition or that or... it was. Yeah. So I do think that. We tend to be jealous of the people who have the things we want or doing the things that we want to be doing, um, getting the opportunities that we wish that we were having. Because, yeah, that's so true. I mean, when I was like in my early 20s, I felt like a lot of people were getting engaged. Like early, early, I remember my best friend got married when I was 18 and I was like, why are you doing this to us? We're supposed to be single. But then later on, as I was dating somebody for a couple of years, you know, I was dating this guy for three years and I'd see these engagements in MySpace. And I was just like, why aren't we getting engaged? And I would get jealous of those things and start wondering, like, why, like, we've been together for three years. Why isn't this happening for us? So I, um, we, we were talking about this today just because I had, uh, recently to, like, for my own self, and I know, like, I know, um, the tools and things to not feel that way. And yet I was still having a moment. So I had a friend who had some amazing opportunities and I was so happy for her, and then at the same time I was like I was jealous of that and I was comparing myself like, well, you know, I should be there too and um and it was interesting. I was just telling Jill I was up at night and I was actually crying about it. And I was sitting there on my phone like writing out all the things I'm grateful for and just like building myself up and yet I was still like, I still ended up crying for like an hour and a half. And so I was like, this would be a good thing to talk about because even though we can have a lot of tools and I want to talk about like, what are the tools we can still be in that moment and still just feel, feel jealous. Yeah. Feel and envious. I think the discernment
1: piece is really important um, because what your friend was doing was something that you want to eventually be doing. And even though intellectually we can know, like, just because she's doing it doesn't mean I'm never going to. Like, of course, we, we can talk about that intellectually, but you're still, I think it's still important to honor the emotional hit because it's real. So as much as we can sit here and like coach ourselves up and make gratitude lists and, you know, write all the reasons why, you know, everything we've accomplished, you're still at the end of the day feeling triggered and that's fine. I think that that emotional awareness, it does end up dissipating over time or with perspective or the morning or whatever. But, you know, I think discernment so one of the tools that i help my clients with especially if they start comparing themselves is deciding almost deciding what lane you want to compare yourself in so as an example you guys know that i go to gold's gym here in venice which is a bodybuilding gym And I used to be in that world. Danny did as well. And when I go there, there are people like, you know, weeks out from a show, week out from a show, um, some women with gorgeous bodies, like so lean, so fit, so muscular, you know, carrying around the water jug, all this kind of stuff. And I look at those physiques and I'm like, wow, I know what hard work goes into that. I know what sacrifice goes into that. I respect the fuck out of all of that while in the same breath, not wanting that lifestyle at all. So I don't feel triggered by that anymore because I don't feel like, oh my God, they're lean. I need to be lean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, to me, it's not the same thing. You know, so my friend's getting a pool in suburbia. Amazing for her. I don't, consciously, I know I don't want that. And so I think you have to discern if you're feeling, because we can't be walking around getting triggered every second. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You can't be like, oh my God, this is a, like, oh my God, I, I don't feel good enough here. And I don't feel good enough here. Like pick the places you want to not feel good enough. <laughs> Like, have a, you know what I mean? Because then it's like, okay, and then you can start to do the work. So decide, I think, first what you actually want. For me, the question is, if I start to feel envious towards somebody, I always ask myself, do I want their life? Mm -hmm. That's my always my first question, you know, so... If I see someone who's like happily married and they have like a branded relationship and they're doing this, like I can see that that's amazing for them, but also know that I don't want that. So I think that discerning, would you actually want to have the lifestyle that it would take to even do that? You know, like your friend has kids and a husband and a house in suburbia, like, you know, or someone who's getting ready to get on stage. They're not probably not that successful in their business because they're doing all this stuff over here. Maybe they have fucked up relationships because they're doing all this stuff over
0: here. And so you have to decide what I actually want that person's life. What if you do want their life? What if you're like, what if you have decided, because I think we can do this is go, she's perfect. Like she's making all the money, has a really hot husband. They travel all the time. She's got a perfect body. I just, and, and we went to the same high school and like, how did she end up there? And I'm like, ending up here you just kill yourself? Just kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this bitch? I'll I'll kill her. (laughs) Okay. Well,
1: first of all, we all know that there's always some shit going on at the surface. So, I mean, it's not to like soothe yourself by being like, I'm sure there's something I fucked up about her. Like that doesn't really help. What I think helps is going, okay, like considering, first of all, you are two different people. So you have two different um, value systems. You have two different um, ways of which you do things. Like I just know my personality and there are certain things I'm just not willing to do anymore. So if it means, you know, getting to a multiple seven figure business and like having a brand and relationship and like having a 10 person team, no fucking way I want to do that. It's just not, that's not the lifestyle that I want. So like, yes, while I can see that as like, you know, the, the quote, the goal, it's also not my, how I'd like to work. Mm -hmm. So you do have to, there's a level of self-awareness I think you have to have. Yeah. I agree with that. And you also have to like be in your power doing your shit.
0: And this episode of the Best Life podcast is brought to you by The Happiness Diet, thehappinessdiet.com. Y'all, Jill and I created The Happiness Diet because we have had so many people over the last few years tell us oh my gosh, you look so good. You looked better than you ever have before. What is going on? And (laughs) by the way, this was before our boyfriend, so it's not the falling in love glow. And I realized that really what it was, was the work I was doing on the inside was starting to reflect on the outside. It wasn't about weight loss. It wasn't about anything like that, hairdos, hairstyles, makeup, whatever. It was really that inner work. And so we created the Happiness Diet by literally just putting a roadmap of what we started doing the tools the strategies the hard lessons that we've learned and put them all into one six-week program for you to be able to use to deepen your relationships whether that's family whether that's romantic whether that's just with your coworkers. and if you want to check out more go to thehappinessdiet.com So, you wanted to talk about that? Or that's something that came up earlier? Yeah. So, I mean, while I was going through it, of course, Jill had just posted literally like that day or something, the morning after I cried. um, And it was something about like if you're triggered by other people or if you're triggered by other people's success, like you just tell yourself, I got shit to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm reading that going, yeah, I know I got shit to do, but I still am upset. (laughs) And, um, but I do, I really actually do feel like when you're your most confident, when you're in your power, when you're doing, what you feel like you need to be doing, you are way less triggered by other people's stuff. You feel really good. And so it is important for us to get in the head space and the physical and emotional space, whatever that is, like get yourself mentally fortified to be able to look at it and go awesome and use that as motivation versus discouragement. So, cause there's other times and honestly, and I I did kind of flip it of, wow, she did that. And I'm actually super pumped for her because I know her, we have the same kind of connections. Like why can't I do it too? So I did flip it, not to like be on here like I just cried and feel bad for myself. I did for a bit, I really did. Um, But I really work on like trying to talk myself out of things. Like I did the gratitude, that wasn't helping. I went to bed in the morning, I think sleeping on stuff really helps. Slept on it, woke up in the morning. Um, I saw that like being in your power and was like, yes, I get it. But ultimately I think for me, something that helps get out of jealousy is to be really genuinely happy for somebody. and for me, and I remember back in the days when I was doing network marketing is like using people as inspiration versus like feeling bad about yourself going, if they did that, I can do it too. If, cause they're like me. And I think that's the problem that we face. Sometimes we go, well, she's just like me. How did she get that opportunity? She has the same issues I do. How did she do that? She has the same, like we compare ourselves and going like, we see all the same things. So why am I here? And she's there. And for me, the, the, Next best thing is to use it as motivation and going, shit. If she did that, I can do it too. Like I just need to figure it out, or I just need to take the next step. And so I think turning it around into a motivation versus like self-deprecating flogging thing is is helpful. Yeah, and I also think again comes down to um, owning your
1: process. So I know one of the things that came up when we had Doc Jen on was she talked about how she went through infidelity in her long-term relationship and then she was immediately in another relationship like within three months like a solid awesome healthy relationship and I remember afterwards you and I saying wow that was so fast and it seems super genuine why did it take us three years And at that moment, I was just like, because that was our process, you know, like and, and owning the fact that like I if I look back on it, I didn't want a boyfriend. I wasn't available for that. I was available for fuckboys for whatever reason. I didn't do the quick turnaround into like respecting myself and like owning my worth. I felt like I didn't deserve anything, you know, so I did a lot of things that someone who doesn't really have the self-worth or feel deserving of a a good relationship would do for several years. So I think it's also just owning the fact that we all have our own ways of doing things. And, and I think when you get to that triggered place, if it's your friend and they call you up and they're so excited, yes, be excited, be genuinely excited. Um, But if it's on social media, you guys have there, there is something you can do about that. You can stop scrolling. Like, honestly, that's one of the things that I do. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say this is like, I don't look at a whole bunch of people's shit. I just don't, you know, I'm not like searching people's accounts. I'm not really scrolling that much. And I don't know. It's just, I think you're in charge of that.
0: So when you're in your power, you don't feel the need to look at other people's stuff necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think looking, you know, we talked about pain shopping. And I think a lot of times we, for whatever reason, feel the need to beat ourselves up and go down the black hole and like do the scrolling and like we just do and I don't know what that is about as a human um because I found myself there many times where it's just like something sets you off and maybe it just feels good to feel bad yeah maybe it's just a comfortable piece because maybe we just like humans know pain I think if you're here like you know pain and maybe it just turns into something that's comfortable but staying there is a whole different story I think um talking about jealousy and envy, it's, it's a real thing. I think staying there is not like nobody wants to be around a jealous person. Nobody wants to be around the person who says must be nice. I, I've had that. And so to flip it a little bit of like being on the receiving side of somebody being jealous, it sucks. Um, I've been like, I've, I've been, I've worked really, really hard to get certain things and to take vacations and sacrificed to, um, like go on these big trips. Like maybe I was I know when I was in uh, college, I went to Europe for three months and I drove a car that cost $1,200 and I worked and saved every little penny I had. And I lived in like a really bad neighborhood where my rent was cheap so I could save all this money and go away. And I remember seeing a girlfriend and she was like, wow, that must be like, must be nice. And you must have so much money. And I'm like, you have no idea how hard I worked and how hard I sacrificed to do this. And sometimes we feel like we have to justify and I don't think we need to justify any of that. But it does suck when you do something that you feel really good about and you want people to be proud of you or happy for you and then they give you that kind of must be nice kind of response. And so I think it's really important to be able to kind of dust that off and not make those responses make you stop being proud of yourself. It's
1: so hard when it's people close to you. It's so hard when it's someone close to you because you do feel, because you care about them and you want them to feel good too. And you might be like, but you could do it too. And like, you're so fucking talented and like, you're so fucking amazing. And like, you know, and so that's, what's hard. You do find yourself kind of dimming your light a little bit. To make the other person who you love or who you like or who you appreciate to feel better about themselves. I mean, I think this is all just a call for all of us too. If we ever find ourselves being like, gee, must be nice or, or explaining away someone's success. Well, they started with money. A lot of people will do that, you Mm -hmm. know, like we'll talk about so-and-so and and they're like, well, you know, they're a trust fund baby. And it's like, yes, they are. But also, you know, they they did they have some level of success. So that maybe that's not the person you compare yourself to, right? Right? Like you're like, okay, they, we started off a different place. Yeah, you know, like whatever. I'm not comparing myself to Kylie Jenner, just not. No, just not. <laughs> yeah, I mean. For many reasons, <laughs> but also yeah. So I think it you know it's a good conversation to have. Um, in terms of like tools and stuff, I do think a, a good amount of it is time and perspective, and then deciding what you're excited about, like what your what's your thing going to be. And so, like you said, get use it to get you inspired to do your shit. And so when I say I guess shit to do, it's partly because I want to feel in my power. It's partly because I'm fucking wasting my time. Yeah. Like I'm wasting my time scrolling on social media. This is not productive, and so. That's when I'm just like, Jill, what the fuck? Like you got shit to do. There's so much stuff to do. Sorry, my dog is like literally just walking all over me. Hello, do you need do you need help? <laughs> She's like all in my
0: lap. She's like, Hi. Yep, You're on a podcast. This is what happens. <laughs> so funny. Every single time. With dogs and children, they know as soon as you're like on a call or a meeting or something, they're gonna start barking. The kids are gonna start crying. it just happens isn't doesn't but she's cute so that's okay (laughs) but I would love to hear your guys's feedback on this um you know what do you do do you find yourself being triggered a lot um because ultimately I think if you find that you are triggered all the time that's a you issue and so I definitely recognize when things are coming up for me that it's me it's not the person um and digging into it, I, I think we don't always like digging into it because we're not always certain what we're going to find or what's going to come up. But I think it's hel- it helps to know and it helps to be able to, like, I feel like I'm a better person when I'm yeah. not walking around with a chip on my shoulder all the time yeah. and like jealous of everyone else's success. I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person who's happy for everyone genuinely. And I want to be the person who realizes too, like it's not a scarcity mindset, who realizes that just because one person has something great that they worked for or want doesn't mean that I can't either and so I think it's really important to keep that mindset as well that there's enough for everyone to go around just because you know Sarah has a pool in her backyard doesn't mean I can't have a pool either or shit like awesome I don't have to pay the bills on the pool and now I get invited over to her house to pool parties all the time like <laughs> I think about that yeah. like if that person is a good friend of mine and they have something I want, I get the benefit of that too. So I don't have to have the responsibility of the thing. (laughs)
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I also like, I like it because it's a signal to me to like get back to work. You know what I mean? Like it is like, and it's kind of that kick in the butt that sometimes I need. If I don't take it personally, I'm just like, yeah, okay, actually fuck. Like I do, it reminds me of my potential, I think sometimes. And that is really key for me. I love it. It's a good one. I love it. It's juicy. There's a lot of things here, but I think it's a combination of kind of doing some own personal work, some getting super clear on the ways in which you derive a sense of meaning and purpose um, and the ways you feel in your power. Like what ways do you have to go work out? Like for me, like sometimes I would literally just go and like get a hard work in it to like feel my power. Uh, sometimes I'll call a friend and, and vent about stuff. Sometimes I'll fucking get online and create content. And there's just a couple small things that when I do them, I think – It's surprising just how little that you have to do to get feel back in your power. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's literally just going to get a good workout. Sometimes going to bed early. Sometimes it's, um, you know, for me as an online business and for you too, probably it's just creating content, right? Putting up a landing page, creating a new freebie, like doing something that makes me feel engaged so I'm not sitting around watching everyone else be engaged and feeling bad about what I'm not doing. So true.
0: I have nothing to add to that. That's perfect. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. And we'd love to see you in the Facebook group. We always have like extra discussions over there at thebestlifepodcast.com or follow us on the IGs. We like to post fun stories and, you know, silly fun things over there yeah and we get awesome
1: dms so you guys if you have like a, an idea for a topic or you have a question or something like that we do q a's every once in a while we keep those um and screenshot them for q a episodes so if something comes up for you that maybe we didn't touch on or there's some sort of nuance thing that this brings up for you go ahead and send us a dm love it okay bye guys bye